It is April the 12th. We are three days away from the new season or series 10 of Doctor Who. And I am Kyle Jones. This is Discussing Who, episode number 41. And we've been away for a few weeks, but back with me as always is Clarence Brown. Hey, Clarence. Hey, Kyle. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good. Hey, for the first time in almost two years, I can say in less than a week there will be new <laughs> Doctor Who. So I'm doing great. Yeah, man. The long wait has just been crazy. I know. And now that it's, you know, it's weird because now that it's actually here, it doesn't even feel like it's Saturday. You know, it's been so long that it doesn't yeah. even feel like it's Saturday. Yeah, Christmas is upon us. <laughs> yes, and it's not a Christmas special. We'll get it the next week, too. Yeah, but, inter- interesting. Uh, I saw where they released a just a sit-down with uh, uh, some of the cast. And oh, they really? Talk- yeah, I mean, they were just talking about how this would be a good um, s- start for anyone who, you know, who hasn't been into the series and is looking to jump in? Uh, they saying they're saying now is an excellent time. We have uh, a new surrogate for the audience and Bill. So yeah, I, I think it's it's just a really good time if anybody's looking to jump in. It's it's you know, um, new adventures, new companion, the perfect time, I believe. You know what's really weird is you know I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm thinking to myself, it's almost like Capaldi's last season is seeming to be possibly his best. And I don't know if it's because, you know, there's just so many, I know we've speculated before, but it seems like there are so many things that are clearing a slate, so to speak, to give him a sending off, but really a welcoming almost that's not tied to. And again, I know you like Clara. She was your favorite, but you know, she was so tied with Matt Smith's doctor there for, you know, at the very end, I just, you know, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see how Bill is going to, you know, relate. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly feels like a fresh start. And, you know, I think that's good for the series or the property as a whole, because, you know, we've been mired in. <laughs> I'm not saying it's all bad, but every now and then you need sort of a soft reboot of things and an opportunity to give this doctor some fresh, fresh, fresh new adventures. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. And, you know, the simple fact of we all know that one of my favorite villains is the current incarnation of <laughs> the master, which is Missy. And my understanding is we will, at le- uh, not just one episode, but I think as many as three. But I'm going yeah. to go back to them saying last uh, season, Series 9, that you had... Um, you know, Maisie Williams only on there for two episodes, and she winds up being in, what, four or five episodes. So oh, yeah. who yeah. knows? Uh, Missy may show up in the first episode. Yeah, or she may show up, and then we might. Well, I guess you said she's going to be in five, but. Perhaps. Uh, I know uh, three, uh, yeah. but I'm saying uh, she might be. Yeah, but another master may be on as well. So it'll be in- interesting to see how they weave that through the storyline. I'm yeah. looking forward to that as well. Well, spoiler spoilers uh, abound. <laughs> spoilers. 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 Chances are, since this spoiler was directly from not any leaked uh, website, but was from BBC itself, yeah. it's not really a spoiler at this point that uh, John Sim is returning as the master. Now, what you were hinting at is, does Missy regenerate into, you know, degenerate, regenerate, degenerate? <laughs> degenerate, wow. That you is know. pretty awesome. I've never, heard, I've never heard they'd use in a contest of Doctor Who. But yeah, Degeneration Missy instead of Degeneration X from the WWE. Uh, Let, degeneration let's make that Missy. Let's hashtag. Let's get that going on Twitter. Actually, I don't want to de- regenerate <laughs> Missy. I want to keep her as long as we can. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> uh, all right. So l- let me ask or let me mention something uh, that Lee, I mentioned to you today, but it was I can't take credit because this is something that Lee actually posted. What if they are using the same storyline plot from when Matt Smith was telling Clara, um, you know, is he gray? Is he old? And basically she's telling him 
how he looks to her, which is imprinting that image onto his, you know, consciousness. Does yeah. that, if this is a version of the master before he regenerated to Missy, does then seeing Missy imprint Missy onto him? <laughs> Wibbly yeah. wobbly timey wimey. Yeah, really, really. And I'm wondering if there's going to be bigger implications about something that may have happened in the past that is going to trickle through into the current storyline. So it, it sounds exciting. Well, you know, I think this is what you're insinuating or hinting at. So let me let me word it like this. If I would have considered John Sam, who has not appeared on there since... December the 31st, or no, wait, January the 1st, 2010, with, with the end of time part two. He has not been on there for, you know, almost seven years to be returning. And they've released the fact that he's returning. What then is the real surprise? Yeah. Well, I mean, what what do you think about the whole degeneration theory, which your favorite uh, doctor kind of hinted at in the uh, in the uh, crossover episode that we had? I'm I'm torn now. You know, of course, you know we could say that Missy is a guinea pig, for lack of a better word, to see how fans would accept changing the sex of the doctor or the sex of a time lord. So, you know, we've seen it happen over and over and over with the general region. Actually, degenerate, or he was a woman, then he became a man, and evidently he became a woman again when he, uh, you know, in uh, Hellbent, when the doctor shot him, her, uh, time lord. Um you know, I don't know. Uh, I know that we can use a face again, per as the curator, but eh, I'm just. You know, I would. <laughs> w w would I be happy to see Matt Smith again? Yes. Would I be happy to see David Tennant again? Yes. But then again, are you robbing the audience from that experience of seeing the new Doctor, whoever yeah. he she may be? Yeah, I mean, I I kind of agree with that. It's always good to look back with rose-colored glasses at what has happened, you know, and say, "Oh, I want that again." But yeah, I, I just wish, hope that they continue to this. Like we always say, just make great episodes, and then I'll always be on board. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, we've got some more Doctor Who news um, coming up a little bit later on, but. Um, <clears throat> Since you and I both live in the South, and I, I, I would think we both wear the phrase geek uh, yeah. as a badge of honor. So tell us, since we're, and we're recording this right now, and we are in the South, so let me <laughs> segue our geekdom into, like, you know, what's the nut and bolts, the, the grit of it? So tell us, if I were to segue into something, what might you tell us about something? So we are, when I say we, uh, a bunch of creators that are in the Mississippi area. Uh, don't let me miss anybody. That includes Dice Junkies, Ourselves, Techpedition, uh, Reality Breached, along with, uh, I think, Jordy Baby as well. So it's just a group of like-minded creators trying to come together to have some cohesiveness and, you know, make each of our properties is a little bit bigger. So the name of our groups is uh, Geeks Recording in the South, or Grits for short. So, And we have not got our website up yet, but we are working on that. We have the social media stuff set up already. And, yeah, we're just going to try to uh, get a little bit of cohesiveness going and uh, try to pull everybody together and, and try to do this thing for real and get some more listeners and all that good stuff. And, you know, I think we've got some things planned. You know, I don't want to mention yet because I want to see how they, you know, plan out. But I think there will be something if this plans out and works appropriately that you and I may be appearing on something else at some point in the uh, future in some shape, form or fashion, which I really hope that pans out because that would be really cool. But something that you have literally, uh, since I'm playing on words and puns uh, tonight, Something that you literally have appeared on was Dice Junkies this past weekend. So tell us a little bit about that. 
Oh yeah, I, I was on the uh, Dice Junkies YouTube channel, uh, and I've said this probably a hundred times in the last few days, but I have the perfect face for radio. But, but I, uh, I I went on anyway, uh, despite my fears, <laughs> and it was fun. Those guys are really really fun over there. We had a few hamburgers and 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 and, and kicked back and chilled and and recorded. Uh, some a couple of episodes and it was really fun ha- hanging out with those guys, uh, Mark, Q, and Fleece. And yeah, uh, I would encourage anybody to go check out their channel on YouTube. Uh, it isn't for everybody. They do get a little. Um, I'm not gonna say risque, but they do curse and things like that. So if that's not your thing, I wouldn't suggest going there. But if you if it is and you like pop culture, geek culture. They have a really, really, really fun channel. So check them out. Yeah, it That's was. Nice junkies on the YouTube. And it was fun watching. And, it, and you know, and, and actually it was fun <laughs> at the very beginning, to be brutally honest. It was fun watching you squirm a little bit. That was, <laughs> that, oh, that was funny. I definitely did a lot of squirming <laughs> when certain things were said. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was fun, though. So, yeah, check those guys out. Yep, it was. And, you know, um, and actually, uh, Mark has been on with us before. For any of you that's yep. listened, he was on our episode. I think it was episode 35 when we talked about the passing of John Hurt and, um, you know, C- Peter Capaldi announcing that he was leaving. So, um, and, um, well, I'll talk about that. I'll hold that to a little bit later. But I believe Mark will be returning to us in a couple of weeks at some point to do something else but we'll talk about that in a minute so um we're talking about dice junkies we're talking about geeks uh recording in the south and you know i want to mention something else that came up in our dice junkies geeks uh grits conversations uh we were having a call a couple of weeks ago with the group and i'm was listening and they were talking about this comic shop in ridgeland mississippi and Back up a couple of years to when, uh, if you guys have listened to Doctor Who Podshock, you know a couple of years ago I moved, and well, Clarence, you end up moving up here too, um, yes. you know, to Ridgeland. Well, whenever I moved up here, there were two comic shops, and you know, that was one of my first things of doing whenever coming up here was where's the comic book store? So, you know, there was one that looked really nice on the outside. One that was in an older building, you know, the other one. So obviously, aesthetics-wise, I went to the one that looked a little bit nicer. Well, walking in, you know, quite frankly, the experience from the outside did not mirror the experience from the inside. So I went to the other one and been happily there for the, you know, other, you know, the two, almost three years been up here now. Having said that, we were uh, talking, and I heard the other guys talking about, I believe it was Mark, actually, that was saying it from Dice Junkies, talking about how great and, you know, the energy of this store was. And, Clarence, I think you had mentioned it, that saying yourself that it wasn't, um, you know, you, you had a different experience, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first time walking in there, I think they had maybe just opened, but uh, the owner I talked to, and he said, yeah, we're, I'm kind of uh, rebooting the store, and and he was really positive. I really enjoyed my conversation. And, you know, I probably dropped in a couple of more times since, but really just hadn't talked to him since that. But when I heard your story about your experience there, uh, I was really uh, I really didn't understand it because I just thought the guy there was like the nicest guy, the owner. So. So here. So that leads us up to last. Oh, I, I'm not sure if it was Thursday or Friday, but it was one day last week I went in. So I was like, OK, you know. Mark's cool. I like him. And you had made your comment. And I said, okay, let me, you know, let me give it a second and see, see what's different. And when I say it was night and day, the only thing that is the same is the size of the space <laughs> and the, the, uh, part in the building and the sign on the outside. But once yeah. you go into the, in there, it is a 100 and, million percent not 180 but a 100 million percent change i mean no offense to the gentleman that owned it before but let me say that that one experience that i didn't want to go back and this other guy that is now you know running it now the the entire feel makes whether you're a comic book geek whether you're you know a gamer whether you're whatever it's 
makes you want to go back. And they're open until uh, ten o'clock at night. I saw. So um, yeah, it's, it's it's very much a social uh, place because they have the all type of uh, tabletop tournaments and a lot of social type gatherings. He even mentioned people coming in there, artists coming in there painting and and doing sketches. Uh, while people were in there shopping and hanging out. So he's transformed into a really, really cool social place for geeks to hang out. So uh, do we even mention the name? Do you want to mention Yeah, let's do it. I'm all for it because now now I apologize to him in advance that that unless you have his name, I don't remember it. Yeah, I do not either. Okay, so we apologize. Yeah, so 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 you know, let us start with the apology. But we do know that it is Vans Comics and Cards, and they can be found on Facebook at facebook.com backslash v a n s c c g. Again, that's v a n s c c g. So tell them if you connect with them on Facebook or you go in. Tell them that Discussing Who sent you, and we have invited him on for a future episode, and I'm not sure how soon that will be because we're going to be busy the next couple of weeks, but uh, in which, again, um, keep listening because we'll get <laughs> to that in just a moment. But, um, yes, we definitely wanted just to give a shout-out to them because that experience is a a plus that you know both times I've been in, and I think the both times that you've been in. So th- yeah, yeah definitely. You if you if you're in the North Jackson Ridgeland area, and you're 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 in the comics and geeks and tabletop, you're a geek and in the tabletop games, you should definitely definitely check them out. So speaking of comic books, um, last week, oh boy, <laughs> last week, well, we saw X Men uh, Blue number one, and I have to say, after reading X Men Gold number one, I literally read the book, and then I just went back through it and looked again and said, "Okay, please tell me there's not something hidden in there." But uh-huh. in a so nutshell, you your first time reading it, you didn't catch any of it. I didn't the, catch uh, any, I didn't catch any of it, honestly. Now I did see the number, and well, well, let me back up. Let me say what happened, and I'll say if I caught it. Um, so the artist that is uh, the artist for X Men Gold number one, and I believe number two and number three, uh, he's already Adrian, drawn those. Adrian Sayaf. Yes. Sayaf. Yes. Um, Basically, he's from Indonesia, and he put a political statement in the drawings of, uh, you know, in the background. Some of them were numbers and letters from uh, the the Quran. The other uh, was a political significant date that he put on some signs. And there is a picture of Kitty Pride, who is uh, her ancestry or her background or religious belief. She is Jewish. And he she, he drew her in an angle to where there was a sign that says jewelry behind her head, but her head is in front of the jewelry, and it just yeah. says J E W. Yeah. So, considering the fact, you, you, you know, we okay. Considering the fact, this is the X Men, and the X, yeah. and this was the episode or issue that's returning x-men to basics and trying to take them back where they're supposed to be that just to me was made it all the more inappropriate to try to hide a political message of whatever that you know i'm not i'm not going to get into his political message yeah but i just thought that was very inappropriate what did you think uh, it just kind of reminds me of the end of the the Re- Revenge of the Sith, Sith when uh, Obi Wan tells Anakin, "You're supposed to bring order to the Force, not destroy it," or something. He said like in, in, <laughs> something to that effect. And this was the book that was supposed, like you just mentioned, was supposed to kick X Men off on a new trajectory. Get uh, take take them away from all the things that you've been hating within humans that have been pa- happening over the past few years. And this was supposed to be a fresh start and really revitalize the book or the property, I should say. And man, to have something like this come up is just really, really discouraging and stupid. I mean, we all have our religious beliefs, but why would you do this in such a staple property unless he just, 
I don't know. People blow themselves up, so I, I don't know. I, I guess he has a justification for it, <laughs> but it's just really, really weird. And I'm wondering if we've had any of these type of any windows in any books in the past that you know of. Well, you know, I've heard of, uh, you know, where, you know, I've heard instances of people drawing, whether, you know, not necessarily in comic books, but I've heard in some Disney movies that they've drawn things that they weren't weren't supposed to be drawing and and hiding those uh you know in in movies or animation now i do know back in i looked that up after you asked that and back in the let's see here it was um back in i think it was the early 90s uh or sometimes in the 90s there was a gentleman uh, by the name of Bob Harris, H-A-R-R-A-S, that was first a, um X-Men editor back in the 90s, and then he became a co-editor-in-chief of Marvel back in 94. Well, there was mm-hmm. a artist who drew a um, bookcase after uh, Harris was fired, that said, you know, good riddance, Harris is gone, ha ha, you know, he was uh, a dumbass or he was something. I'm not sure exactly what the, you know, wording was other than, ha ha, he got fired, he's gone, in uh-huh. a nutshell. Well, um, the editor caught it and took it out, but then they sent the, um, they sent the wrong print to print. So Ooh. then when they did that, uh, his, uh, you know, his information got posted there. So this guy got fired from his job, but he was still able to work as a freelancer. The difference there being where Marvel actually fired, fired this person. You were talking about a Marvel employee that was your boss that is now no longer there that got terminated. So that scenario is a little bit different in the sense of the, the guy could have come back and said, "Look, one of your artists is, you know, what is it? Is it? It's it's libel if you're it's if it's written, right?" Yeah, and 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 then when you think about like the other implications of this, not just from being a stupid thing to have in a book, the uh, the the anti-Semitism and things like that. Think of uh, Marvel having to pull these books and. No, telling telling all the comic book shops they can't sell. Right. See, and I, and I did not know that until today. Yeah, as as well as you know, these things are like going for thirty some odd dollars on eBay and stuff right now. So, and it, as well as the other books that this guy had in the pipeline, I think we were told that he had like two or three more already done right. in the pipeline, and those are those are going to have to be gone through with a fine two. Right, two they, are, they are they are going to be gone through, but they're still going to come out because well, this book ships. Weekly, so they don't have any time to, you know, replace yeah. you know yeah. that quickly. And, and yeah. here's the sad part: his artwork is pretty good. Yeah, it, you know, it looked pretty good. It was very clean. It, it, it and the story. I mean, it went right along with the story. And the sad part about, excuse me, I hit the mic. So if anybody heard that, um, the sad part of all of this was this was one of the most enjoyable X Men books that I've read in quite a while. Uh-huh. Wow, and that and that's the sad part because even there's a scene at the very beginning where you have Storm coming to see Kitty, and she flies up from the ground, and Kitty uh, walks to the window, and there's Storm flying in the window. Well, that's like the first or second page of the book, and X Men fans from the '80s will remember right after Storm cut her hair and went into the punk mode storm she kitty was really really distant to her because she was uh still a kid back then and was thinking okay storm has changed so much and and there's a scene where storm flies up to the window and then you know the air pushes kitty out the window and then they have this talk in the sky so to speak and that was so reminiscent of that and i was like okay you you know this book started off in the first scene something that was so nostalgic that you know your fanboys like me were going like "Ooh, the hair is standing up on your arms kind of thing yeah so you know i think the guy just 
you know, shot himself in the foot. Yeah. Yeah. Very unfortunate, man. Very unfortunate. But, you know, it it's not the end of times like Ragnarok. And I'm just on like a uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just on a corny joke uh, um, role tonight. But um, you, well, have well, you seen that trailer? Yeah. By end of times, do you mean I'm coming to Asgard and kicking and defeating you in some type of battle and kicking you out into the far reaches of space? <laughs> now I know what you're thinking. How did this happen? It's main event time. He's a friend from work. Okay, so do you know what uh, Ragnarok is? And the well, even in the North mythology, not necessarily not North Norse mythology, as well as the Marvel Norse mythology. I have no idea. Okay, so so, uh, you know, in the Bible, pretty much it's Armageddon is the end times or the revelation Armageddon, whereas in this. The, the Norse mythology, Ragnarok is when the world tree dies that controls the nine realms, and that is the end times. Oh, so okay. Thor Ragnarok uh, is this, per se the end times, which would explain the villain who is he- Hela, uh, basically the mistress of hell. Really, I didn't even know that. That's cool. <laughs> so, so when she says, when she comes with her sword and says something to the effect of Asgard uh, dies or something about death, that makes sense. She's queen of the dead, basically. Yeah, uh, Thor is 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 kind of a oh no, the one scene where he throws his hammer in uh, the Marlinar and it gets not crushed, I believe. That's just like really crazy because. To see that happen is just really, really weird. <laughs> and my, you know, it's interesting. You know, they they showed that picture with him with the short hair, and I'm like, wow, Thor's never had short hair. But now seeing the trailer, it makes sense. Yeah, because it looks like he's not going to say kidnapped, but sent to some place to fight as like a Roman um, in like a Roman type coliseum setting. Correct. And and. Before we get into the end, the really, the really, really cool part, was it just me or did this trailer really, really, really have a Guardians of the Galaxy feel to it? Yes, yes, and <laughs> yes. And one more yes. yes would make it. No, wait. Yes. So five yeses. Yes. Yeah. Six. Was, it did. <laughs> like, wow, this is what we need from a comic book movie. Not droopy and sad. We need fun. And oh my gosh, these guys have managed to craft something in this trailer along with the music and the scenes that they actually showed that just had me uh, wanting to watch this movie so bad. And I've never said that about Thor movie. And it's just so great. <laughs> and did you notice that the the even the the way they did the the Thor and the Ragnarok it 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 looked like something straight out of the eighties. Yes, you, you yes, know it, yes. it, it it made me think you know just the coloring and the 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 way the you know the graphics works. I'm, I was like that is just like straight out of the and I don't know why it had the eighties yeah. had nothing to do with it, but it just felt you know uh, retro. That's a good well, way to put it. Uh, again, like I think it's that feel that we get from Guardians, and they just kind of translated that feel to the trailer. Now I don't know if that movie is the movie is going to have that feel as well, but in this trailer, they definitely, definitely been able to translate that into something that looks really fun. So my favorite part of of the trailer is, uh, you know, after he's been captured and. You know, you're uh, you're standing there, and he's you know about to start the battlefield. I mean, the battle, and it's the it's the incredible, and then they don't say anything, <laughs> and it's like, oh, cool, I know him from work. 
<laughs> yeah, that was that was freaking awesome. Uh, Snyder, we need comedy in the DC universe, man. That's that's all we need. It it can yeah. The, Marvel is so great. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, when it comes to movies, they are like uh leaps and bounds and uh single building and the single bound and whatever. <laughs> they are multiverses greater than DC in my book right now as far as hey, let, movies let, let, go. Let's just hold our reservations until we see this Wonder Justice Woman. League and Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Woman movie. Wonder Woman. Yeah, ho- ho- Wonder hopefully, Woman. I'm, man, I'm hoping they are good. I'm just hoping they're good. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this. Uh, do you know the story behind, you know, so obviously Hulk is on this planet. So yes. do you know why fans of the Hulk are going like, ooh, cool? I kind of know, but I'm sure you can. All right, so tell me what you kind of know, and I'll fill in the gaps. Uh, I I knew there was something called Planet Hulk, but Hulk back in the day, and that's pretty much it. And I just know he kind of wore this weird looking armor and went was out in space doing stuff. All right, so, so let me ask you this: in in the context of the Incredible Hulk, and we may have mentioned this, and actually I think we may have mentioned this in episode twelve when we we're talking about the death of the Hulk. But having said that. Uh, is the Hulk just a monster, or is the is the Hulk a facet of him? Um, how he has been portrayed so far in all of the Hulk movies in, in, up until now, uh, he's more a monster. But definitely in Avengers, we saw where he had a bit more of a. Um, I'm not going to say he had a bit more of a conscience of kind of what he was uh, than in times past. All right. So let me ask you this. Um, do OK, so, you know, there are different versions of the Hulk, right? Not not different people, but different versions of banners. Yeah, there's She-Hulk. There's awesome Hulk. Oh, right, no, but, I, no, I know you're not talking about. Yeah, that. but not, <laughs> not not about them. But I'm talking about different versions of banners Hulk. Um, no, I don't. Okay. So in the, so, so over the years back in the, you know, sixties and seventies and up until, up until the eighties or mid eighties, depending on the writer, depending on which direction they wanted to go, sometimes the Hulk was more savage. Sometimes he was a little more, you know, had a little bit more smarts about him, depending, like I said, on how they wanted to portray him at the time. Uh, sometimes it was nothing more than Hulk smash or, you know, but sometimes it was more of what you're saying. He seemed to have a conscience about him. So Mark Wade, the, the writer in the mid eighties came up with this concept of the reason that those changes happened was because the Hulk actually suffers from, well, back in the, back at that time was multiple personality, but now I oh, think God. it's uh, <laughs> dissociative personality disorder. Okay, so, I, I can't I can't take another story with multiple personalities, but do go ahead. Okay, so uh, there's a gray version of the Hulk that's shorter and uh, gray, obviously, and is very cunning, and that explained that personality. The Hulk smash obviously was like a child throwing a tantrum. They even came up with a, a version of the Hulk uh, called the Professor that was basically uh, Bruce Banner in the Hulk form. He was about 10 foot tall, so he didn't have the, um, you know, he didn't have the hulking, growling, you know, Hulk personality. Um, the, but the reason they figured out that he was an alternate personality was one of them had... Um, one of them had a um, – one of them was right-handed. The other one was left-handed. Huh. So huh. Um, that was really cool. Or as X-Men fans like to call them, Beast. But go yeah. ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, let's see here. The next one, it was something that you guys talked about on Spider-Man Homecoming. I mean on Tech Tradition was Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm going to need the suit back. But I'm nothing without this suit. If you're nothing without this suit, then you shouldn't have it. I screwed up. You need to stop carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. I want you to understand. I'll do anything to protect my family. I know you know what I'm talking about. So don't mess with me. 
that will kill you and everybody you love. My friends are up there. The guy is still out there. I just got to do this on my own. Just don't do anything stupid. So, yeah. tell me what you thought about right. that. Uh, I thought the trailer was really fun. I can't be more excited than I am right now to see this movie. I'm really, really hoping it's really good. And from the trailers, it does seem like it. Um, just to see Spider-Man ingrained in the MCU is really, really great. I don't know how I really feel about Daddy Stark, though. Yeah, that was funny when you guys were talking about that, by the way. Yeah, and when I say Daddy Stark, uh, midway through the trailer, he kind of tells him um, the suit. He said, if you need the suit, then you're not really Spider-Man. But but Robert Downey Jr.'s character, Iron Man, takes takes Spider-Man's suit, or so so it looks like it in the trailer. And... Yeah, that just felt really weird because isn't he like the bad boy of the group, supposedly, and now he's playing his father figure role? It just seems really, really weird. But but look at it from this perspective, because when you guys said that, my thought was, but would it work so would it work the same way if the person who was taking the suit away from him was Captain America? Uh, then it would hurt even more. See, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. See, but you know what? The feeling I get when you just when you said Captain America taken away is the same feeling I get in um, what's the name of the last arc uh, that we uh, da, 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 Civil War two right when 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 Spidey and Cap and they show that flash flash forward to the future and we see what happens of spoilers if you haven't read the book. Or seen the pictures? I'm sure you have. Spider-Man taking Cap out. That's the feeling I would get if it if it was Cap taking the suit from him. It would be have more gravitas. Yeah, but see, the and, difference is this is Peter Parker. That was Miles Morales. Two different people. Yeah, but I still get the same. I mean, this Peter Parker has more of a younger feel to it to him uh, to me. So I don't know. I I just feel like if it's it's different if. If if uh your your daddy uh, chastises you versus your big brother chastises you, and I feel like Robert Downey Jr. character is more of a big brother than a daddy figure, although he's trying to play the daddy. <laughs> it's, mm. just, it's really weird. I don't know. Maybe and, I'm wrong. And, and and see, I take I, I I'm I'm disagreeing with you there because I took it more so. Okay, if the Falcon had come to him, that wouldn't be more of a big brothery type feeling for some reason. But but Tony just comes across as so I'm in control that it doesn't seem big brothery. It seems more like you do what I say and not what I do, which is more of the father figure kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I we'll see. Different opinions on it. But I, uh, not to get too far off the point, the trailer did look fun. Uh, I'm really, really excited for this movie, and I just can't wait. Everything I've seen about it looks really good. Even the one scene we get where the his his bigger friend tries on his suit, I thought was hilarious. All right, so I have a problem with the bigger friend, and do you know? Do you want to know why? Why? Because uh, it's almost like they have taken uh, Miles's roommate, uh, and I think his. It's pronounced gank or gonk or, um, but, but basically Miles's roommate in school is a spitting image of whoever this guy is. Really? And, and it, it, it just like, okay, you, t- you've taken him in this movie and, and instead of being Miles's friend, it's this person that looks just like him, in my opinion, uh, as Peter's friend. And that just like, okay, if you're not going to put him with Miles, that's what he was created for. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can see you getting getting uh, mad about that, but I mean, I didn't know that till you said it. That's really interesting, but I still think the character is fun in a lot of ways. I think he's going to be like the sounding board for Peter Parker. A lot of conversations that you might not get, he's going to be there with him most of the time. I'm assuming. Yeah, and it's going to allow for a lot more uh, plot development and uh, exposition between those characters, just like so they do with Miles. FYI. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I just had to throw that. 
So let me ask you a question. Uh, you made a comment a few minutes ago about, uh, I don't know if I could take any more stories with multiple personalities. You want to tell us, uh, the legion of our listeners, uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Legion. Oh, he is legion. Um, man, I'm just, you know, okay. Let me back up a bit. I want to give full credit to the production team over at Fox uh, for putting something together that is really artistic. Very, very, very much so artistic. Some of the scenes you see in here is stuff you just don't see on television. Just weird, different, even some of them music-based artistic scenes in this. Some black and white, older uh, silent movie type scenes that you see in this series, but man, this this show is pretty much just it looks like it. It seems it seems like it's something that somebody would get high and watch, and I don't want to say <laughs> that flippantly, but it's just a weird, weird show. And you know, the parts that I get that are clear and are really good, but I'm on episode seven now. Let me say and. It's just been a weird ride, but the where we at where we finally got to when he gets the realization of who he is and what he can do is really, really good. But the seven episodes it took to get there, I just kind of feel aren't worth it. Um that could be that whole story could have been uh squished down to like three episodes. And it's just like we have whole episodes of just weird quirkiness and it's just really weird. I don't know. <laughs> What about you, Cameron? Yeah, so you, so you've got one more, uh, you've got one more episode, right? So there was eight. So you've still not seen the last one. Uh, is it only nine? And I think it's only eight. So you have you seen all eight? eight? No, I haven't seen. I'm a, I just finished seven. I believe. Okay, all right. So you've got one more. So you figured out at this point who the bad guy is. Uh, yes, they said his name. I don't remember. The Shadow King or, but he, or um, 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 Amal Farouk. Or Amal Farouk. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a parasite that's apparently been with uh, with David since he was a little kid. And they, oh man, there is one awesome moment. Of course, this guy is Scottish or British or whatever he is, but he does one uh, scene where he like does an impression of his daddy and he does it in the Patrick Stewart voice. I say, like, Oh my gosh, this made it all worth it. <laughs> and see, I, and see when you said that, I totally had missed that. So I've got to go back and actually watch it because I missed that. Yeah. He, he definitely did an impression of Patrick Stewart when he was referring to his daddy. And I thought that was, was freaking awesome. But you know, uh, we, we, we see, we know who the enemy is at this point And, I don't know. I still. I'm, I guess I got one more episode, but I'm still. I still don't know where it's going. Even though I'm, I'm glad that he's clear in his head, as well as <laughs> they do a thing here with exposition where they like use his chalkboard and and for like ten minutes they explain what the heck is going on. You know, I wish I would just got that at the beginning. <laughs> right, and 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 you're right. It, it, I think it could have easily have been done in, in five episodes maybe uh because the the last episode to me was was very good you know i didn't well i won't say that i'll just let you watch it and then we'll comment on it later but i think it could probably have been um done in five episodes because some of it did seem a little dragged out now um were there any characters that you'd liked less or more as the story went along uh, I really like his friend girl. I can't remember her name that got pushed in a wall. Right. Yeah, I really like that actor, and I think she for the things she had to do. I think she acted really, really, really well in the series. So I really liked her. I like his girlfriend, and I like the whole premise of the only way they can connect because she can't touch anything is to be in his mind. I thought that was a really cool twist to how they can actually be together. Yeah, so I thought I, that was interesting too, especially sense in a way she's rogue but not rogue because that yeah. was the whole thing back in the 90s with rogue and gambit's romance was they could never touch you yeah know? they found a clever way here so they could be together right. I, I really love that uh things that i'm not quite sure on is uh what's the madam that's over the over all of them yeah i can't remember her name but uh it, james yeah. Hart's the actress 
Yeah, her as well as her husband that's been lost in the void for right. ever. Yeah. I I really could done done without him and her. She really didn't impress me in any real way. But I think all the rest of the cast and characters I come to enjoy. I thought they were okay. Uh, but man, it's 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 been a weird ride. Yeah, her husband has a purpose. That's all I will say. Huh. So okay. you still Can have, one more, that out you have one more episode. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Cool. Yep. Uh, you have one more episode. So um, anything else you want to talk about on comic books? Uh, comic books? Um, no. But, oh, yeah, I'll just mention real quick. Uh, you know, we were browsing through some books today when we went to the shop and I saw all these Spider-Man books and I was like, Are, is this for real? Is this like eight different arcs and characters and i was just really surprised because it's just like man and they're bringing ben riley back in two weeks yes yeah i mean (laughs) you know they brought him back a couple of weeks a couple of months ago in the clone conspiracy but now you're right you've got spider-man 2099 who is not uh peter by the way he's a guy named miguel miguel o'hara uh you've got uh spider-man peter parker You've got Spider-Man Miles Morales. You've got Spider-Gwen, who you found out who she is, another world uh, variation of uh, Spider-Man. In that world, Gwen Stacy gets the spider powers, not, you know, Spider-Man or Peter. Um, Who, by the way, just just to throw at you, um, when she does transfer over to this reality, She's dating Miles Morales or went out on a date with Miles, uh, you know, and he crossed over to her book for an issues during their date. So that was that was interesting. That's crazy. And then you've got Jessica Drew, who's Spider-Woman, who's been around since the 70s. So. And Spider-Woman actually about the same time as we had Spider-Man and our amazing friends, Spider-Woman had a cartoon on abc saturday mornings really yep i think it lasted for a season or two so question for you why do you think they came up with the characters of she hulk and the characters of um spider woman particularly in the Um, 70s in the 70s i would think that's the time of like um women's liberation and stuff so i don't really know if that's a direct impact to that but i I don't know. Uh, are there story justifications for those characters coming? <laughs> no, but there's corporate uh, replications. Or, okay. Uh, meaning, well, you know. And maybe I'm totally wrong on a women's live time uh, frame. I'm sorry. Well, no, no, no. You, no, you, no, you were exactly right. But the, the deal, think of this as a time that, like Shazam, let's use and let's use Captain Marvel as uh, let's lose Luke Cage. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, 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 specifically, and you'll see in just a minute why I'm saying Captain Marvel. As far as naming goes, Captain Marvel was originally uh, the Shazam. Yeah. You know where I'm going, yeah, and then yeah. Marvel bought the rights to Shaz- You know, Captain Marvel. And but Mar but DC had a character that they wanted to use as Captain Marvel that could never be called on a tie. He could be called Captain Marvel within the book, but he couldn't be called Captain Marvel on the cover of the book because Marvel owned that. So using that same vein, and they're going through this during the seventies. Marvel didn't want. Uh, okay, and another uh, point: Marvel created a character called Wonder Man. So that DC wow. couldn't have Wonder Woman and Wonder Man. So it was that age of let's not get along with each other, DC and Marvel. And so to prevent, they needed to publish a Spider-Woman because you didn't want um, DC to copyright a Spider-Woman. Yeah. And so same was- thing for She-Hulk. or she Because you couldn't say Hulk Woman, you know, so it was She-Hulk. Yeah. So it's all about maintaining uh, intellectual property. Yeah, property copyright. rights. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Cool, huh? <laughs> I'll never thunk it. <laughs> and that's why you've had, you know, that's that's like uh, Wonder Woman has never gone out of publication. And I think that's something that DC has done to make sure that they keep, uh, 
you know, the rights to the name. They can never, you know, they've never ceased publication. And that also flies into Watchmen, the characters of Watchmen, even though um, there's never been, you know, a continuous Watchmen comic book, that trade publication or that trade paperback has always been into production throughout these years. So as long as DC continues to publish that story, they own the rights to the characters. Ah, makes a lot of sense. So, you ready to get into what's coming up? Uh, yeah, but before we do that, let's just briefly... Did, we did talk about the the uh, series on Freeform already. Did we talk about that? No, tell, se- tell me what you're talking about. Ah, uh, see, now, now I can't even remember the name of the Oh, uh, I know what you're group. talking about. Uh, the New Warriors. Yeah, New Warriors and, uh, and, and Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl, yeah. And it's supposed to be a comedy... I don't know, and to be brutally honest with you, I'm not like at this point. Uh, the Cloak and Dagger series, yes, that that seems cool to me, and that's on Freeform too. But I, I'm sorry, I've never been a fan of Squirrel Girl. <laughs> well, I mean, the real reason I bring it up is that I think it kind of proves like Powerless maybe doing okay in the ratings. Now that we have this other show that's coming up, there's there's going to be a comedy as well. That's a superhero property. So have you so, been I mean, watching Powerless? Uh, didn't they take it off the air? No, it for, came back. It, it, it oh, was for a couple of weeks, but it came back. There have been two episodes so far. Yeah, well, see, I, that's, I, I just know they weren't making any new episodes, so I didn't know what the hiatus was going to be. But, yeah, since it's back, I'm going to go look them up and watch it now. But I, I just knew they were off the air for some reason. Yeah, the last two. Uh, so here's, here's, my, here's my guess on that. They recorded X number of shows. That was all they recorded to see if it got picked up. Yeah. Then it got picked up because uh, one of them had a different haircut uh, in the last really? episode. So that huh. was like, okay. And their main character that's the guardian, she was rep- – another guardian came in. So I'm wondering if the woman that was playing her wanted to go do something else. and then, But uh-huh. they brought in uh, – but actually liked her, the Green Fury. Uh, she – I actually kind of like her a little bit better, so she huh. fit. Yeah, so so yeah, so again, hopefully that's a good sign, and yeah, I can't wait to see more. Really, really excited. The um, you know, I, Emily has grown on me. Uh, <laughs> oh, remember I what? told you that that I didn't really hater, like it. Man. Yeah, but but I'm not telling you. I, the my two favorite have to be Van and his assistant. Really? Yeah, Van's uh, Van was the center of last. Uh, episode and it uh well this is he somebody does something to some of his property and it uh basically destroys him Hmm. interesting so that was that that and i think um i read that uh the guy that played and i I I know him and I he's on Family Guy, he's the mayor on Family Guy and he was Batman in the sixties, uh with Burt Ward, but I can't remember for the life of me what his name is. Um I know who you're talking about. But I can't remember it's it's like right there in my head and I can't say it. But um anyway, he has a care he I think will be appearing in a future episode as like the chairman of the board for Wayne Enterprises. (laughs) Which I thought was kind of you yeah, know, funny. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> All right. So, anything else in comics? Oh man, I think that's about it. I think we've ran the gamut. All right. So, uh, as you guys know, or anybody that's listening, our last episode that we actually posted and have gotten out to to the airwaves has been, or to the download waves, or to the streams or whatever you want to call them was at the end of March. And this is, you know, right at almost the 15th of April. So we took a couple of weeks off and uh, we wanted to tell you why. Um, The reason we took a couple of weeks off is because starting next week and for the weeks following, we will have at least one episode a week. And here's why Dr. Who there's nothing else that needs to be said is Doctor Who. So we will have weekly shows each week. We will review, um, you know, the preceding episode. I won't say exactly what day they'll be posted because things may change. And 
the reason things may change is we've got something coming up in May, from May the 5th through the 7th, 2017. And Clarence, you want to tell everybody about that? Ah, yes. Uh, we will be attending the Hulanta Convention in Atlanta, Georgia. Hop aboard the TARDIS and set your coordinates for Hulanta, Atlanta's premier Doctor Who convention, May 5th to the 7th at the Marriott Atlanta Century Center. Meet 6th Doctor Colin Baker, Perry Brown, actress Nicola Bryant, Jackie Tyler, actress Camille Kuduri, scriptwriter Jamie Matheson, artist Kelly Gates and Mark Maddox, representatives from Retro TV, authors, podcasters, and more. There will be discussion panels, Q&As, a cabaret, a masquerade, live music, dance on the Orient Express, a dealer's room, kids' activities, and fun for the whole family. For more information, go to Hulanta.com. Hulanta 2017. Don't miss it. Yeah, so that should be loads of fun. Uh, uh, do you want to tell Kyle? Why don't you just tell us who's going to be there? Who Cole. we might see on this trip uh, to Atlanta to this convention? Well, you know, there will be you know uh, people from the lore of Doctor Who, but most importantly, we will come face to face for the first time myself and Clarence as well with none other than the one, the only Lee Shackelford. So, oh, yeah, that's the main person. The main reason for going, you know, forget all these Doctor Who people. We will get to meet Lee Shackelford. So it's kind of a double uh, meaning here because, uh, you know, I know some members of the Podshock team have all met uh, previously. However, you know, since Lee and I joined, there's never been a Podshock gathering per se. And so during our time as pot, you know, with Doctor Who Podshot, Lee and I have not met. And now is doing discuss, discussing who, you know, Clarence, obviously you and I have met, but we've never met Lee. So this yeah. will be the first time the three of us will have met in person in one place at the same time. And we will be doing a episode not recorded across Skype, but recorded in the same room. And that is absolutely exciting. Oh, yes, I totally agree. It'd be fun, 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 fun meeting Lee for the first time, and I, I can't wait. But the other people, you know, <laughs> other than Lee, who will be there. It's are, a win-win, man. It's a win-win. Are Camille Kadori, who we all know is uh, Jackie Tyler, you know. Uh, Nicola Bryant, who played Perry, for, and who was the companion uh, of both the fifth doctor and the sixth doctor, Colin Baker, who will also be in attendance, and Jamie Matheson, who wrote has written many things, but particularly The Mummy on the Orient Express from last season. So we've got four big key participants uh, that will be there. There's also another podcast that I want to give a shout out to that we're going to try to meet up with to uh, just get to know them a little bit better. Mark Who 42, they will be in attendance. And like I said, we want, we want to, you know, uh, connect with them while we're there. So if you are a listener to Mark Who 42, shoot them a line and tell them you heard about them or you want to check them out. Tell them you heard about them from discussing who. But if you want to know more about Who Atlanta and you still have time to get tickets, which you still do, uh, the hotels I know are filling up fast, but you can go to http backslash backslash www.wholanta.com or just you know type in wholanta.com and you'll go directly to it. So we're very excited. I think I could, even though Lee's not here, I think I can speak for all of us in saying we're excited. Oh, yeah, definitely. And definitely. we'll all have, uh, if, if you are there and if you're listening to us, all three of us while we're there, we'll have our Discussing Who shirts on. So uh, if you see three guys walking around with black shirts with uh, Discussing Who podcast, guess what? That's the three of us. Yeah. Come by and talk to us. Come by and talk <laughs> to us. All right. So also in May, we've got something else coming up. Um, Clarence, tell us what else we got up. Yes, this second event is the Southern Geek Fest 2, which is an event, a geek convention that takes place in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. That's going to be on May the 20th through 21st. And yeah, this is going to be my first time attending as well as Kyle's. So we're going to go down and hopefully in attendance with the rest of the Grits gang. And <laughs> hopefully we'll have a lot of fun and cover the event Um uh, and, and get the get the mingle with the fans and talk with people there. I, 
think the uh, one of the guys from Stranger Things is going to be there. I can't yeah. remember his yeah, name. Yeah, they've got they've got several people there. We've um, you know, that's and I've been talking to a guy that's uh, over um, Southern Geek Fest, excuse me, and we're working on getting him on to talk up the event prior to you know it getting May you know the twentieth. So sometime within the next couple of weeks. We're going to get one of them on, talk about uh, Southern Geek Fest. But if you want to find out more, Clarence, tell everybody, uh, I don't remember the website. but Yes, yeah, uh, just uh, southerngeekfest.com. Exactly how it sounds, southerngeekfest.com. Cool, cool. So uh, that's why whenever I say we will have at least one episode per week, we, we will be having more because we have our class uh, review thanks to um, – Modern technology and bending the laws of time. <laughs> uh, we have seen class, and we didn't want to give a review of class before the people who are probably listening to us have seen yes. it. So yeah. we were actually recorded our review of class. I think wasn't it in December? Yeah, it was a while back. It's been man. a while back. So yeah. we've got that ready to hit. So then, uh, right after you know the season finale of. Uh, that airs we will have that episode going out the next day on sunday so you know be looking for that so that'll be eight weeks from now um so we've got yeah. a lot coming up for the next couple of weeks yeah definitely definitely and one thing we didn't talk about the actual schedule of ah. uh, of doctor who and we've been debating this for the past month or so to see was it going to be segmented or will all the shows be aired in a row and it appears they'll all be aired together yeah i noticed uh, that yeah, so that's really cool. So, so guys, here's our, our guys, ladies, whoever's listening. Uh, here's here's what to expect. Uh, what we're going to do is on the episodes that you know all three, Lee, Clarence, and I can all be on. Of course, we'll be on. But we're going to invite back if there are any. Then when one of us can't be, which it looks like for the most of us, there you know that we will be. So there'll either be all three of us plus one other person as well or if uh, one of us is not here then so that you have a th at least three people uh, we're going to invite back Angie she's already said she would be glad to come on uh, we're going to invite back uh, Mark from D Dice Junkies and um, when you guys have listened to our I believe our last episode with Iron Fist and uh, we had Andy Sims on with us. He, after the show was over with, we were talking. He said, oh, I watch Doctor Who, too. So, you know, we're going to uh, have all three of them on sometime during our weekly shows. And we may even do some Facebook Lives. So oh, if yeah. we do those, we will let everyone know on Facebook prior to uh, doing that so that, you know, you have an advance notice so you can join us and chat. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, Clarence, uh, anything else that you can think of that we haven't covered? Uh, no, man. I'll just say uh, definitely keep checking the site because we're going to have, uh, like Cal just mentioned, weekly episodes and we'll be dropping them as soon as we get them recorded. So, yeah, leave us feedback. Uh, send us an email at uh, discussingwho at gmail.com or you can also contact us on any of the social medias. Uh, at discussing who on Facebook as well as Twitter, and yeah, just um, just shoot us a voicemail or or, or uh, record something. You send it to the email address, and we'll be more than happy to respond. I'm sure a bunch of questions are going to be coming up since the season has started. It's fixing to start, excuse me, and it's going to be our first time actually recording during an active season of, yeah. of Doctor Who. And this is going, is going to be, really be fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, 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 and the fact that we said the word fun at the same time, that was just cool. But, yeah. but uh, you know, I think I, I'm going to make a prediction three days away, but I have a feeling that come next Tuesday night, our minds will be blown because I have a feeling that they're going to shoot us off in a direction that we will be going like, oh, my goodness, I didn't see that coming. I certainly hope so. <laughs> I certainly hope so, too. So, All right. yeah, what about you? Is there anything you're working on that you want to talk about? Or No, I think, you know what, I think between uh, between all of this, uh, we've got uh, a lot going on. I do know with, um, you know, Doctor Who Podshock, you know, we're we're trying to get our scheduling back on 
uh, tasks for that. So we hope to have you know, just like uh, this. One of the reasons that we are the, uh, doing, Doctor, uh, excuse me, doing discussing who on Tuesdays was because normally in a live season. The Cultum Collective does a Sunday afternoon from 1 to 3, and then from 3 to 5, Doctor Who Podshot would do a live recording. And I didn't want to, well, if Lee, since Lee's on Doctor Who Podshot as well as I am, I didn't want to infringe upon what they already had. So that's why we chose uh, Tuesday night to do our show, because we didn't want to infringe on that. So hopefully Doctor Who uh, Podshot will be back for weekly episodes uh to start reviewing this but other than that no uh i'm working full fledge ahead with getting our weekly shows off oh yeah oh yeah and but now what else are you working on uh nothing uh just the same old same old uh that's techpedition.com that's t-c-h-p-e-d-i-t-i-w.com uh check that out for all episodes and yeah just doing this podcasting thing man having fun with it you know, and we still need to get Carrie on here because I've got some uh, uh, I've I've got some geek questions I want to ask him. Oh, cool! Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've I've been pitching uh, pitching this anime versus American comics thing, and uh, I mean Japanese manga versus American comics thing, and yeah, I want to get that. Maybe it may have to wait after Doctor Who is over with. Yeah, maybe so. I definitely want to get that under our belts because that should be a fun episode. Cobains, Cobains. All right, well, if you don't have anything else, I think the key right here is to say we are out of here. You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.